We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. We are going to talk about Russell Wilson's big day today and why it was to be expected, especially after all the hand-wringing we had over the uh, interceptions he was throwing. (laughs) I've got Ron White here, my co-host with me. I'm Thomas Hall, and we are going to talk Broncos camp specifically about Russell Wilson. But before we do that, we're going to grab a couple folks who've been waiting uh, early to come in here. We're going to get Grab David McGillrath, of course. David, thank you so much for coming in, as always, with the support. Thank you for the super chat. Good evening, Broncos Country says. Lance, Eric, Dillon, and Deacon Scott. Of course, that was incorrect, and you corrected it, saying, sorry, Tom and Ron. Uh, (laughs) Oops, it happens. You know, you you watch enough of these shows, you get kind of – you can – you can forget who's actually on tonight. But again, you're coming with the 12 and 5 prediction, the Buckham Times 3, Mile High Huddle for Life, and Denver Broncos for Life. So thank you for being here, David. Really appreciate it. And thanks thank for the uh, the extra love for, for getting uh, that it was Ron and I tonight. But we've got a great show for you. You know, we're going to talk camp. I was out there. Uh, I spent uh, several days out there uh, with Luke Patterson. We uh, We both saw quite a bit. Quite a few players that we observed, so good and bad. So if you have any questions about specific players or specific position groups, tonight is a great night to talk about it. All right, Ron, how are you doing tonight? We'll grab a couple more uh, comments in just a second, but uh, say hi to the folks, and uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, Great Saturday. I have some family in town, and we were out enjoying this hot weather here in Atlanta, but so far so good, and I, I am encouraged on today's topic. Um, And as you mentioned, Thomas, it is to be expected, um, especially with how um, Peyton envisioned the installment period and how Russell Wilson is supposed to look. So it is very encouraging news um, hearing how he performed in camp and it could only get better from here. But yep, so far so good. And I do have a few other players as well that, that shine, just not on day 10, but just throughout the whole camp. Um, some players that were kind of quiet in the beginning um, that we saw kind of, you know, take that next step between like day five and day 10. Um, so it's a lot of good and encouraging news for Broncos country for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And Kevin Gray was in here early. Thank you, Kevin, for being here. Saying even to Thomas, Kevin. Ron and Scott, my take on this camp is they're an installing new O and they are practicing a uh, ages, at least top 10 against the top 10 D, I think they're fine. Kevin, that's a that's a, a very astute point, really. I mean, they that's why this whole hand wringing, like I said, about Russell Wilson's interceptions, 
is a little bit overblown, right? Yeah, he threw picks. You throw this is when you do throw the picture, testing things out. Plus, you're installing a new offense. You're install, you know, you have a new offensive line that actually hadn't even come together up until just a few days ago. So this whole offense hasn't even worked together uh, as a unit. And as uh, Mark Mark Schlett said the other day, they're running plays, not the offense. So once you get scrimmage going, once you see preseason, when you can see the running game, right, where they're actually uh, using the running game to set up the passes right now, they're not really going full contact. I mean, a little bit. They got full pads on. They kind of pop each other, but it's, it's not the same thing. So as Russell Wilson is trying to get the feel for this new offense, get the feel for plays that work and don't work, he's going to throw interceptions, but he has been improving. I, I sat out there for several days and I watched each day. His progress got better, which is what you wanted to see. Because if they'd have come out, Ron, and been hit firing on all cylinders, people would have been like, oh, well, something's wrong because they're doing too good in camp, <laughs> yeah. right? So <laughs> that – you know, for me, it's p- to be expected, but we'll get into what he did today in just a moment. I'm going to grab a couple other uh, other guests here tonight coming in. Yeah, Ernie Mays. Before you, yeah, before you go, Thomas. Yeah, oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Going back to to Kevin's point, um, you know, Kevin, it 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 is overblown the fact that Russell Wilson is throwing these picks, and you know that's where you throw the picks, right? So to kind of look at those mistakes and correct them, and everyone knows going into training camp the defense is always ahead of the offense. So, you know, Justin Simmons, you know, I think what he had a pick almost every day in camp, that's to be expected, right? You know, um, Patrick Sertan looking like the all-pro corner that we know, that this defense, and it is a tough um, and stout defense, is going to be hard to move the ball against. So that's to be expected. But what I like what Peyton is doing, Thomas, um, is – the one-on-one drills, the seven-on-seven drills, and one of my favorites, the nine-on-seven drills, which kind of emphasizes that running game with the, you know, all the O-linemen and D-linemen, just kind of the running back running in their lanes. I, I like that focus. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's to be expected. But now, as we saw today, that, you know, after that installation period and now that Russell Wilson is studying the playbook, you know, he's changing up you know, and doing the audibles at the line, that execution seems to be getting better and better. Yeah, absolutely. Again, shout out to Ernie. Thanks for coming in here tonight, Ernie. Appreciate it. Saying hello to us. And Scott's off. You know, it's a Saturday. So I we appreciate your time spending here uh, on your Saturday night. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Appreciate it. And of course, he says, go Broncos. Country only. That's right. Yes. We are only rooting for the Broncos for sure. But we definitely aren't just fans, right? We we go out there and we we will we will dissect them, good or bad. And I saw some players out there. I've got some uh, camp day notes out there about players, good and bad. Some that look good, some that don't look. Patterson, same thing. And we'll call it out. If they weren't looking good, then you know they're they're going to get called out because we're gonna we're gonna take those three players popping out for whatever reason or other players. So. Want to give a, a shout out to Harold Jean as well, coming in saying, "If I'm not allowed to react to Russ's nine bad days, we're not reacting to his one good day." Yeah, it's true. Like it's overreacting either way, right? Don't don't start chanting MVP because I tweeted that out. Like, are those people that are uh, all upset about his interceptions? But I will tell you this: it wasn't quite nine bad days. He has gotten better. He had a couple good days leading up to this, which is what we keep saying. What's to be expected? So thank you, Harold, for coming in 
Got David Yunkin also dropping by saying even in Broncos country. So thank you so much. And our guy Phil McLaughlin coming in with Facebook stars. So thank you for the support, Phil. We really, really appreciate it as always. But like I said, and like we always say, is so your time is is more valuable than anything. So thank you for being here. And, and he says, good evening, Thomas, Ron, and Deacon Scott. Russ and the offense looked much improved today. Buckham, go Broncos. They absolutely did. And it was accentuated, obviously. Everyone's talking about that 53-yard bomb at the end in the two-minute drill that went to Judy. Perfectly thrown ball. I mean, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson has a great deep ball. He really does. And and you you can't really – I mean, it would be tough to argue against that because he he's shown in the past he has a great deep ball. But he laid that right into – uh, in the perfect spot because uh, Demari Mathis, I believe, was in coverage and he actually had pretty decent coverage. He was he got beat a little bit, but not bad. It was just such a great ball, but it wasn't just that play, Ron. Like we're talking about other plays that that he did today that were really good, and some other plays that were pretty good. You know, the day before when I was out there, and the day before that. So um, that's the big that's the big news, though the big pass, right, Ron? But I mean, what are your thoughts on on that? Uh, on that pass in general. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It was beautiful. You know, <laughs> as you mentioned, he's, in my mind, the, the best deep ball thrower still in the NFL, or at least he's up there top three. Um, yeah. So that that pass was beautiful, just right on the money to Judy, just laid it perfectly. And I want to call out a few other things, Thomas, because, yeah, that was the highlight of the day. But what I enjoyed was how he just led the on-time and the on-target throws down the field in a lot of those one-on-one drills, right? Getting the ball out quick because that's been a knock on Russell Wilson. You know, he holds onto that ball way too long. Yeah. So that release time of the football was very quick. Again, understanding Peyton's offense and that play selection with those designs, that execution. Um, with some of those play calls I like, and then the emphasis on, you know, some of those high-level reads, um, that smash concept. So, you know, all of that and in communication with Lombardi and Webb, you could see it just being executed beautifully on the field. 
Um, so again, those are my takeaways from what I've seen and a lot of those one-on-one -on -one drills. Um, again, just those fine, you know, focus on the details um, right. coming, you know, coming to fruition. But again, hopefully we'll see as camp does progress, you know, even sharper execution. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about a little bit about Russell Wilson's passing in just a second after I say hi to Michaela yep. coming yep. in saying good evening, Broncos country. Thanks for being here, Michaela. David uh, Slosher was just, you know, I just brought his comment up. Jack Whipfler is in the house. Thank you so much saying I enjoy listening to you guys. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you do because this show is going to get really, really into a lot of things people want to hear coming up on uh, day before game day. So stick around with it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Todd Ostendorf, what's up, Broncos country? Thanks for being here, Todd. Appreciate it. Got Rodney Garcia is also coming in saying good evening, Thomas and Ron and Broncos country. So Roger. thank you guys. And what I'll just say right about, about Russell Wilson, we, got, we know he can throw the deep ball really well. We know he likes to rely on the running game. But what we were seeing out there is Russell Wilson is doing a lot more dropping back and trying to get the ball quickly. And like you said, he he has had a problem with that. But there's emphasis on that this year. More quick passing, more getting the ball out of his hands sooner. And you saw, I also saw that progress as camp went along too. You know, you could see that he was kind of holding the ball too long, but you know, he he's starting it. And that's the whole thing about camp, right? It is practice. It's not, you're not, and I, I think people get this whole practice makes perfect kind of mentality uh, out there that you have to be perfect in practice. But really practice is, also to determine, you know, what, what's bad, right? Like you go out there and you make a mistake. Okay. Well, let, maybe we should, if you keep making that yeah, bad throw in a certain spot, maybe that shouldn't be part of the game plan. Right. So there, there's a lot of feeling out, but he is, I'll, I'll say this. People were upset rightfully so, because it looked like he was not doing well for the first several days, but he's getting better. So uh, I think that he's actually right where he should be, right? Mm -hmm. And he'll probably have another bad day, right? As camp goes, you know, and people will be like, I told you that was a fluke. Uh, but as long as he's progressing, you know, and not falling too far back, you know, to, you sometimes take a step back and you take a step forward. So uh, I think it's uh, I think it's okay. And I'm not going to get too hyped up about his great day today, but I'm not also going to get too upset about his bad days. Yes. And as I mentioned, Thomas, it's it's encouraging. And you do expect, listen, guys, all quarterbacks are going to have bad days at camp. <laughs> Even Mahomes probably has a few bad days at camp. You know, so it's, again, it's camp for a reason. And also, I it's nice to ha let the defense have some shine too, right? I know this is, you know, a top flight defense and it's expected, you know, to play at that level, but to see it out on the field. And camp, we we want to make sure that this defense um, kind of remains at that elite level. So Justin Simmons making plays, you know, Sertan breaking up passes. That's something we also want to see as well. Yeah, I'll tell you, Sir <laughs> Pat Sertan the second man. He, if you can imagine him getting even better, that's what he looks like in camp. Even better than last season. It's he was incredible out there. The the wide receivers had to work hard to get pass it to catch passes against and so did Russell he had to throw a, a perfect ball it, it was amazing he's he is one of my superstars so go check out milehighhuddle.com there's three of them that I wrote about that I saw the first 
week, you know, week or so of practice. They, they were awesome. So, and yeah, Pat's chance is one of them. Now, I don't know who this is, Facebook user. I'm sure it's somebody, but uh, that we know, and I'm sorry that I, I can't see who it is to give you a shout out, but saying, Good evening, Thomas and Ron. Do you think we go after Josh Jacobs if Raiders rescind his tag? Go Broncos and buck them all, especially the haters. Ron, I'm going to let you start off with that and see see what you say. I, I don't think so. I, I honestly think that they're going to come to some sort of deal agreement. Um, you know, now would we benefit from Josh Jacobs? Sure. You know, he's been a Broncos killer for the past few seasons, so... You know, we'd love to have his running style um, on this offense, um, you know, going with Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I really think, you know, that they're going to get something done with, with Josh Jacobs, um, you know, eventually. So, well, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, right? I'm with you that they, if they were in the tag, did the Broncos need him? right? Yes, he can help. Absolutely. He can help the team, but for the price that they're going to have to pay are, do they really need them? And, and right now they're up against the cap I and mean, they have a little bit of money this year and I'm sure they can, you know, they always can massage it and whatnot. But from what I saw from Javante Williams and Samaje Pirine, they look good. I don't mm-hmm. think they need to bring him in now. Will they, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's a good question because he's he's a he's a dang good uh, running back. But is he going to want? He's going to he's he's not going to sign the franchise. He wants a deal. He wants a longer deal, and he wants more money. And I don't know if the Broncos can can really afford that. I mean, I think they're seven. They have seven million, seven point seven million of looking at spot right right now. Um, you know, for the top fifty one, and otherwise they're the they're pretty stra- cash strapped at the moment. So, uh, like I said, they can massage it, but I don't know if they're going to go after it. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm going to harp back. Do again, he would help, but do we really need him? Because you're right, Thomas. What I've been hearing from camp in regards to Samaje Pirine has been nothing but like great things. Um, and I think it's kind of what the Broncos envisioned. Um, just a well rounded back catching passes out of the backfield. I heard the blocking ability has been on full display. The running style is great. So, you know, pairing him with Pookie, I just think we are good. And now, you know, Pookie does look good, you know, because obviously that was a big concern coming from that injury. But now that we've seen Pookie look like the Pookie we know, I I just don't, you know, I, I just don't see a need for him. Again, would he help? Yes, but. You know, I, I think we're okay at running back. And then McLaughlin as well. Thomas McLaughlin looks really good. Um, Yeah, he does. Yes. He, he, he's the third back yeah. right now. I, I don't care what anybody else says. From what I saw and what everybody else is seeing there in camp, McLaughlin has pretty much locked up that third running back at spot. He, he looked great. Hit the crease quickly. Explosive. Great compliment. Change of pace type of back two uh to the two kind of power power running back guys I, I like i said i think i tweeted out he's gonna have to have some sort of major drop in what he's doing for someone to leap over him in the depth chart that's how that's how uh he's really captivated the uh the coaches and the people at camp and i'll tell you there's a there's a few undrafted free agents who may make this team this year? There, there, there is a wide receiver out there. 
and there might be a couple other others out there that that sneak on to the uh, practice squad, maybe in the secondary, or sneak on to the team as an undrafted free agent rookie that, that gets in there. I'm, I'm looking at four. There's four possibilities. So I, I would at least one or two of those are going to make it. Hmm. So we got Lawrence Rivera coming in saying, what up, guys? I think our wide receivers are not as good as Seattle's. When I was there yesterday, Russ was hard on his deep ball, and all he could hit was slant slants in, the, in, in with cutouts, and we could not even generate offense. Yeah, he's had some bad days for sure. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I'm going to be – I'm going to say that I think Cortland Sutton, from what I see out there, is looking more like his old self than he has the last couple of years. Yeah. He, he looks like he is um, – aggressive going after the ball. He's fighting hard for the ball. I think he's kind of getting back to that. I'm expecting him to be much better than we've seen. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, everybody's talking about Jerry Judy, you know, his, his breakout season and Jerry Judy is definitely going to be a focal point in this offense. So whether or not they're better than Seattle's, I don't know. I mean, we'll find out this season when the, when the real games start, just how good they are. But I've been impressed with, with Cortland Sutton, I, he is also one of my superstars at camp. He's going up against Pat Sertan and he's, he, you know, he's out there working hard, making catches, making the contested catches. So I, I don't know uh, what's going to transpire, but I have much more enthusiasm for bo- both Sutton and Judy this season than I have in the past. Yep. Thank you, Lawrence, for coming in with this comment. Yeah. I, I can't say that. You know, our wide receivers aren't as good as Seattle's. I mean, only time will tell, right? Once some rubber meets the road, then then we can maybe circle back on that. But, you know, to your second point of all he can hit was slants, slants with the in-cuts. I mean, again, that's part of the offense that Peyton's is running. I, you know, you have to kind of – you kind of have to think about it in context of Peyton's offense, too, with, with some of these plays. And – you know, a lot of those quick outs, those slants, that that's a staple in Peyton's offense. But, you know, when we when Peyton does ask him or when he does audible, when Wilson does audible, you know, we check for those deep shots. And, you know, to Thomas's point, you know, there are days where he hits some of those deep balls. There are days he doesn't hit. And then goes back to my point of this secondary is stout. <laughs> So, you know, trying to throw the ball against, you know, the secondary with Sertan and Mathis and Simmons, it's 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 a tough battle. Um, but again, hopefully he can get better. Um, Wilson with with the deep ball. Again, we we saw that 53-yard bomb today, and that was encouraging. And just building up on that as camp progresses, you know, we we should start to see that um come back. So This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. 
all backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Absolutely. And we got another uh, Jack uh, Whipfler's coming in asking about Denzel. I think you mean Marvin Mims, uh, the second round draft choice. And we'll just stick with the wide receivers for a while. Marvin Mims was had an injury, so he was working back into he, – he, when I was out there, he wasn't doing much on offense at all because they are working him back in. But I'll tell you, he looked – other than one bobbled pass uh, or bobbled catch on a punt return, which was a bit surprising to me, he looks way more comfortable back there than anybody else catching, uh, catching those punts. So I would say look for him to be a special teams performer until he kind of gets worked into the offense a little bit. But, you know, the reports are he, he's he's a, a great wide receiver, one of the best on the team. He just he's you know, his, his growth has been stunted because he has had that injury for the last uh, four or five days and working back into it. But like I said, he looks comfortable. Uh, we'll see how he does with the offense as he starts to get worked back in. But I will tell you this. There are some wide receivers that I expected and others, you know, vets that have been on on the team that are fighting for their lives right now, sticking around because, like I said, there is a undrafted free agent wide receiver, Grimes, Taylor Grimes. Mm-hmm. He has caught the coach's eye. He does not drop a pass thrown to him. Runs good routes, gets open all the time. That I've been talking about him and for a while now. He looks really good, and Brandon Johnson to my surprise, has really been taking more of the opportunities now that Tim Patrick went down. I actually thought it was going to be Marquez Callaway that really stepped up. I thought he was going to be the uh, fourth or fifth wide receiver, but I'm telling you, players are jumping him on the depth chart. He's going to have to really start performing in order to uh, stick around, even though he has experience in the sh- in Sean Payton's offense. He's fighting for his, his job right now hard. Yeah. He, has to, he has to really come through. Yeah, and Peyton did say um and and um when he was in the podium this week about um Lil Jordan Humphrey and Marquez Callaway that you know just because they're familiar with the offense doesn't mean you know they're sure for a spot on this roster. And he he said that they still have to get acclimated. He wants to see a little bit more from them. So that can kind of explain that. But yeah, Thomas, yeah, Taylor Grimes, I've heard that name a lot on Twitter this week. Um and saw some video and I'm like, man, this, this guy, this guy looks good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this guy looks good. Um, and so that, that's also encouraging, but yeah, I'm with you on, on the actual comment that he made on Mims. Um, you know, it's kind of hard with, you know, out kind of nursing that injury, but what we did see a little earlier um, with those, uh, you know, those punt returners, he, he, he'll kind of take that position over for sure. Absolutely. Yep. And we got Howie freaking day coming in. Thank you for being here. I appreciate coming in with a big Facebook star. So we really, really appreciate that. Thanks for being here tonight, Howie. Uh, Of course, as always, your time is more valuable than anything. So thank you for being here on your Saturday night. We're going to keep talking about camp, right? We're going to be talking about Russell Wilson. Keep talking about some of these other uh, surprise players, maybe that I saw out there. Uh, there's, there's a, I'm going to switch to edge group a little bit. Right. Um, and again, Howie, thank you so much for, for coming in the edge group is I'm kind of surprised actually, Jonathan Cooper has been putting together a great training camp. And so is Nick Benito, Mm -hmm. Nick Benito 
we all want him to take that next step because he's a second round pick. He has been looking great. And I'm talking about not just against second teamers or third teamers. He, he made, uh, he really put the, he's kind of schooled McGlinchey on a play, set him up, did a counter and was into the quarterback's face in a flash on one play. Great. He's been, he, same thing against Garrett Bowles, Cam Fleming. I mean, he, he has shown better pass rushing skills, much better pass rushing skills than he did last year. And Jonathan Cooper has, is a man on fire out there. It, he's been doing really good. And then, uh, the day I was there uh, on Friday, uh, Christopher Allen finally started to show some life. He was, mm-hmm. he was struggling in camp. There's no doubt about it. He's been pretty quiet, but uh, he has, uh, he's really come on. So, and we still even haven't seen Baron Browning. He's on the pup list. Yeah. So if they can stay healthy, this edge group can be pretty solid, Ron. What, what, what are your thoughts? I agree. If they stay healthy. um, And you're right. Christopher Allen, that, that was one name on my list. Um, specifically on the passing drills I've seen, he's caused disruption. I think yesterday was was a good day for him for sure. And yeah, Jonathan Cooper has shined. Um, I, I've seen plays where he's been a disruptor as well. Um, so and then I, you know, Nick Benito. Now I guess I do have a question for you, Thomas. How has he looked? Have we seen any like run plays where Nick Benito's there? How how has he looked? Um, kind of stacking up against the run. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little tough to tell because they're not doing, you know, they're not going full out. I mean, they are definitely blocking and everything, uh, but you're not going to be able to see what he can really do setting the edge until the scrimmage. But from my perspective, he he looks like he added a little bit of strength. I mean, the way yeah. he's able to kind of push, you know, have some power uh, when he's doing his pass rush. I mean, we'll notice more when Arizona, you know, they go to Arizona. He's probably going to get quite a bit of playing time. And we'll see if he can he can set that edge. That's still a worry, right? That's still one worry. But as a pass rush specialist, he looks. I mean, if he can come in as a pass rush specialist early on, like he's going to wreak some havoc. So I'm pretty excited about it. But yes, he, that was the other p- knock on him is he needs to he needs to get stronger and be able to set the edge of the running game. And so far, we're not. You know, we we have it's it's to be seen. I I guess and let, you know they haven't really. You know, they're not showing their hand when the fans are there and, and whatnot, and the, the media can't say anything. So it's it, it's kind of tough. But if they do a scrimmage or when they see we see preseason, I think you'll see more from Benito than we have in the past. Right. Yep. Yeah. And we got Michael Davis coming in here with that Benito comment. Thank you, Michael. He says Benito heard the criticism. Good on him. Yes. Right. I think he did hear it loud and clear, Michael, and he's been in the lab working. And, um, yeah, all – all good reports from camp. So again, hopefully he, you know, continues to just improve because we, we need to make sure he lives up to that, that second round value um, that the Broncos got for him. So yeah. Right. We got Patrick Wilsey coming in. Aloha gents. My daughter asked me when the next Broncos game was, I told her next Friday. She said, finally fear the stash. All right. Well, thank you for coming in, Patrick. Appreciate being here. It's uh it's lovely to see you. And I'm glad that your daughter is, as excited as we all are to see some real football. I mean, they actually, we had it, you know, we had a hall of fame game. So we, we have had some football and uh, you know, it's, there's more to come, but hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see a really good uh, game out there, you know, with the backups, it's not going to be a great game, but you know, uh, good showing by the Broncos and how they play, uh, how they go about their business on, uh, on Friday. So thank you for coming in. It'll be good to kind of look at the evaluation 
Um, right. You know, these games yeah. aren't just an evaluation period. We, we kind of get to see on the field and, you know, just a minute on the hall of fame game, how ironic I think the Jets scored 16 points on Nathaniel Hackett's offense. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that funny. is say that. that's absolutely because <laughs> that's what they were averaging last year. <laughs> very good, very good. That was awesome. I'm glad yeah. you picked up on that. I didn't even I didn't even think about it, but that's true. Great. Phil McLaughlin coming in with Facebook Star. So thank you for the support, Phil. Again, we appreciate it. Thank you for being here. And he says, Thomas, how are you looking on special teams and kicking? Well, I'll tell you the emphasis, there has been significant emphasis on special teams and teaching it. And when I was out there, I was watching how they went about their business on special teams and really uh, the emphasis on, on getting it right, teaching it the right way. I mean, the kicking, uh, uh, you know, the kicking game has been, been pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, it's hit or miss. It's hard to tell for sure. But, you know, today I, uh, Brett Fry, I came in and, and hit a bunch of them, you know, a bunch of field goals, right. And missed, missed one long one, but hit another long one. So from my perspective, they, they look like they're, you know, doing their job uh, in the kicking game. I think it's going to be a competition really. I mean, everybody kind of thought it was Brett Maher's uh, job to lose, but Elliot Fry's not going away. So he had a good day today. I think the special teams in general is going to, it's just going to be much better because they're putting more emphasis on it, right? They know that the Broncos special teams last year was horrific. And even before that's been pretty bad. They haven't had a good special teams really for a while. So they're putting a lot of emphasis on it. And they brought in three coaches, right? Three mm -hmm. special teams coaches to make sure that that unit is better. And I've seen some, you know, they're, they're, they've been mixing in a lot of players to see who, you know, who performs well in kickoff coverage, punt, punt team and stuff like that. So they're really starting to mix it up. And, and the guy I was just talking about Taylor Grimes, he's been out there uh, catching punt returns. So th they're trying to get those, they're trying to see who, who fits the best. Right. And uh, so far I've liked what I've seen, but again, you're not going to be able to see anything uh, of, of, promise until you get into the preseason a little bit and get to see you know when when the lie because they're not they're not flying down the field and hitting somebody you know that's catching a punt they just can't do that so uh they, they aren't doing that so we'll see we'll see what happens and I'll, i like to pay particular attention in preseason to the special teams players because that's how you make a squad when you're one of those on bubble guys if you can play special teams uh really well and you can you can contribute in other spots you're going to make the team over somebody who may be a little bit better in on the offense, but can't play special teams very well. It's an emphasis. So yep. we got Albert Knoppers coming in saying, sup guys, it looks like the offense had a good day of practice. Yeah, they sure did. And they needed it, right? They, they really did need it. it it's been the, the defense has been having their way with the offense. And in particular, Zach Allen, he mm -hmm. has been, are a wrecking crew out there single <laughs> single man wrecking crew really because he has i we kind of made the comment luke and i was like are they gonna have to take him out just so they can try and execute these plays because he he has looked incredible i i saw him push cam fleming easily three four yards in the backfield it looked like without much effort so uh yeah it, it's a good day of practice but uh yeah zach allen's been having his way out there yeah Yep. Thank you, We've got uh, Gary Palmer coming in with a big super chat. Thank you so Thank much, you, Gary. Gary. Thank you for being here saying hi, Thomas and Ron coming in late. Did you talk about the bomb Russ threw today? Good go Broncos and Buckham. Well, Ron, we did. Yes. What did yeah, you have to did, say Gary. about it? 
Yeah, again, Gary, thank you for coming in with that uh, nice 99 Super Chat. We appreciate you as always, my man. And yeah, we, we did discuss that at the top of the show, and it was it was a beauty, Gary. It, it was <laughs> it was a beauty to Judy down the field, and you know, hopefully we we'll see more of that um, to come. And if you also listened to the top of the show, we were talking about you know, you know, the offense not being as consistent in camp, and you know, with Russell's deep ball, um, that kind of hasn't been there, but we'll we'll start to see more of these plays kind of being baked in as you know they give Russell more freedom to audible and Russell kind of uses those deep passes and such you know things that he can do well um you'll start to see that more baked in but yeah it it was a beautiful pass Gary it was just it was just a bomb it was a bomb yeah. It was right on the money. I mean, it was perfectly yeah. thrown. He had a, a little bit of a separation from Mathis, but not yeah. much. I mean, it was just great ball. So, but I'll tell you, everyone's talking about it. We said that early on, Gary, that everyone's talking about that deep bomb. But he had a, he put together uh, other pass plays that were were good as well today. So, and he had he you know he's like I said earlier, he's progressing, getting a little bit better. So, I think what you'll see. When the when they can really start going up against opponents and and you know real hitting can really get the running game going uh, the way they want to you know with running with power and really really emphasizing that you're going to see the offense start to click even more because this offense is going to have a lot of running elements to it mm-hmm. that that's why they brought in the offensive lineman that they did that's why they went out and got another running back who runs with power you're going to see that, and that's going to help the offense even more. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt to go against these great defensive players that are coming out for the Broncos. I mean, the good secondary, you know, the Zach Allen and some of these edge group uh, edge rushers are are playing really well. So, you know, as they have to play against these better players, it's just going to help them coming into the season. But I want to I really want to see what happens in preseason this week coming up on Friday. See how the running game really helps that passing game, because that that's they need it. They really do. Yes, definitely. And I just want to go back. Uh, uh, Harold was talking about uh, Harold Jean was talking about uh, uh, Benito putting on uh, putting on some weight and, and getting stronger. So thanks for coming in saying that, Harold. Uh, he uh, he definitely needed uh, needed strength and technique. And from what I saw, I saw technique. He does did look a little thicker uh, to me in practice, but you know I couldn't tell. It's it's quite a ways. I mean we're. The fans and the the media are all sitting in the same place, you know, quite a ways back, and uh, you don't get to see everything, you know. But yeah, that's a great. Uh, I'm glad that that because he needed it. So yeah, that's good, Thomas. I want to ask about I guess switching gears a bit, tight end, and yeah. I know for Greg Dulcich, I know near to the beginning of camp, he had more of a quiet camp, really wasn't showing out too much. But I believe it was yesterday. Um, he kind of came on the scene with, you know, kind of catching everything that came his way. We saw the route running prowess come, you know, on the field. So, yeah, just kind of allude to how you how you see this tight end. Um, um, yeah, camp being filled out. I, I would have said before the last couple of days, I would have said that, uh, and he still is. Adam Trauman is the the number one guy right now. He's uh-huh. he's catching. Uh, he, he's he's looked really good. Russell Wilson had a really good um, rapport with him throwing in the ball. He's getting open. Uh, it's uh, he, he looked, you know, much better than the rest of the group. Now. Uh, yeah. Like I said, 
Dulcich had a, you know, like you said, Dulcich had a quiet camp, kind of, kind of struggling. But the last few days, he's really put some together, put together some good practices back to back, right? So he's been able to get open much better, catching the ball. Uh, so I think his progress is promising. And if he continues to have this, you know, maybe he will, uh, you know, uh, get ahead of, of Troutman on the depth chart. But I'll tell you, those two clear cut uh, are going to be on the team. Man hurts. You know, his blocking prowess is is awesome. But I'll tell you, he he's looked better than Albert O out there catching the ball. I mean, and, and I, I saw a play where Albert O dropped the ball, and then the very next play, they threw a pass to Manhurts, and he caught it. So yeah. when you're blocking guys, he's catching the ball. Although I'll say Albert O had a little bit better day today from what I understand. Okay. So I don't want to bury him, but he hasn't looked very good. To me, it's it's Troutman, Dulcich, and Manhurts. And then if they're going to keep a fourth, it's it's kind of a mix in, in who's going to uh, who's going to grab that fourth spot. But yeah, I I, I loved what I saw from Troutman. He's he's looked really good. It's good. It's good to yeah. And uh, you know the, the there's a couple a couple players that you, we really haven't been able to see, which is kind of a bummer. Jail Skinner, I really wanted to see mm-hmm. him out there, but you know I think he's they're kind of taking it easy, getting him back into it. I didn't really see him out there at all. Uh, playing so that's a bummer and like i said before marvin mims nursing that injury hasn't really been out there so it's you know i'd like to it would be nice to see them hopefully uh, play a little bit more come preseason right to see what they can really do because those draft picks are um you know they need to uh they need to find a couple gems in those later rounds and speaking of later round gems forsyth was i didn't see him out there at all uh the center Uh, lloyd cushionberry i know everybody's been uh been you know not liking that they didn't go get a center, but uh, he actually looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say he's like an all pro or anything like that, but compared to what, you know, he had been, Gushiberry looks pretty solid and, and he's being backed up by Wattenberg. Kyle Fuller's uh, playing guard, left guard uh, as a backup left guard. So he, you know, it's only Wattenberg really pushing him for the center spot. And I haven't seen Forsyth out there at all. Uh, and maybe I, maybe I missed him. It's sometimes hard to see, but if he, if he was, he's running with the fourth, fourth team at best. So, uh, that's, that's kind of how the, the offensive line is shaping up how you kind of thought it was going yeah. to. Yeah. Yep. And that's good. That Cushionberry is having at least a good showing or solid showing so far in camp. So yeah. that, I know a lot of fans were kind of worried. so far. So good at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's hard to judge, right? Because like I said, the, 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 they really the have only line. been together for a few days because yeah. yeah. McGlinchey was out. Uh, you know, he was, he, he had personal, uh, was off for personal reasons. And so he, you know, you didn't have your whole compliment and Garrett Bowles, they kind of given him a lot of days, you know, to come back, you know, here and there. So the full compliment wasn't there and they were struggling. There's no doubt about it, but they, they're starting to have better days now that they're getting back together. I do worry a lot about the offensive tackle depth mm. from what I saw from Isaiah Prince and Cameron Fleming wasn't good. I, I did not like what I saw. Uh, I actually was hoping to see more of I was hoping they'd give Alex Palcheski a little bit more uh, time with the, you know, the twos maybe just to see what he could do. Cause when I was out there watching him, he, he was really good. He got into a stance. Good. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't leaning on people, you know, he, he would get into his pass set. he's still rookie. So he made some, some mistakes, but you know, he had some solid reps out there. So I was kind of hoping to see, you know, see that them give him a little bit more of a shot, but yeah, I'm a little worried about the, the depth, especially at tackle for sure on the offensive line. Jack Whipfler coming back in to ask you about Riley Moss. Yeah, I didn't see him. He was hurt. You know, he had to have surgery. 
Um, so he just wasn't out there. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, hopefully he can heal up and come back. Uh, there's been some other names um, out there that uh, were doing pretty well in, the, in, you know, as a corner. I mean, Damari Mathis, I, you know, they're, uh, you know, he's, he's looking pretty good. Um, you know, c- coming off what he did, uh, you know, with the Broncos, uh, last year, he's still looking pretty good. Has a, has pretty good coverage, but the, there's a, um, now I'm going to look up his name cause I think it's McMillan, but I just want to make sure I get it right. Julio McMillan. Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he looks good. I mean, he's, he's kind of a surprise to me. He's looking good too. So, I mean, Riley Moss needs to get back, uh, back in there, uh, in order to be able to make some noises this, this season, because there are some, uh, some cornerbacks that are uh, that are stepping up for sure, yeah. you know, while he's he's nursing back there, and he can't ha- he can't help it, you know, he, he's he's injured, yeah. so, um, and you know, it's not his fault, but I yeah, he, he just that. he wasn't out there at all. And then another question for you in regards to my favorite player, <laughs> Drew Sanders. So I've I've been hearing <laughs> he's been looking the part. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> I, I, I got to push back on that. Okay. He's, okay. he's looking the part athletically, right? Okay. I mean, he, when you get him out in coverage, he looks pretty good. Uh, but when I saw him out there, he wasn't playing a whole lot, but when I saw him out there on 11 on 11, when he kind of came in with the second team, you know, he looked okay. He, he looks tall. But he looks lean. I think he needs to add some weight to really, to solidify that inside linebacker position. You get a little bit more bulk because I mean, he got, uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was Wattenberg, like put him in the dirt uh, on a play. Right. So, he, you know, he's a rookie. So I don't want to, I don't want to be like oh, down on him, but he's got development to do part of that. I think he needs to get a little bit more bulk if, if he can play that inside linebacker position a little bit better. But I think, I think he's still going to have a good time out there playing, uh, you know, in the, in a versatile role where he kind of gets moved around. And I think that's, that's what they kind of envisioned for him that first year is get him into coverage a little bit more. But, you know, if he's, if he's in there when they're, uh, you know, they're running power right at him. He might struggle a little bit, but you know, it's like I said, it was only, he wasn't out there a whole lot when I was there. So I can't, I can't judge everything based on, on that, you know, few times that I did see him play, but um, his athleticism is definitely, definitely showing up out there for sure. And then I want to grab this one from Todd um, from earlier. Thank you, Todd, for coming in. He asked, did the Broncos sign any D linemen? Yes, Forrest Merrill, defensive tackle. Um, I think he was on the Chargers. Um, he had 121 tackles, 10 sacks, two forced fumbles. Um, you know, and that that's good that we we went out and grabbed someone. I'm I'm almost thinking we need another one, at least another one or two before <laughs> death on the defensive line. Yeah. Um, but at least we did get one um so far. So I was what I've been saying is they need more experienced depth. Right. But from, and, and this is the thing, this is what I said when I was out there at camp, I said, their, their starters are looking really good. The defensive lines have been, been playing really well, but you can't play them every single snap, right? Yeah. They can't, those starters can't just always be out there. You've right. got to rely on your rotation to keep them fresh and their rotation right now is not that good. They need, and, and I'm going to tell you, um, you know, they signed that they signed uh Merrill, right? He's got some experience. He played in 2021. I don't think he played any last year. He might have been hurt or something like that. He's not that experienced guy that they really need. Now, maybe when Mike Purcell comes back, it'll be okay. But even before 
Wazirike, uh got suspended, right? I was saying that they needed to go out and get somebody else to kind of fill in there. But I, I think Lancaster looked pretty good. I mean, like we, I just said, Zach Allen looks great. DJ uh, Jones looks uh, looks really good. Um, and then they've got a mix of people that they're trying to kind of rotate in that, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, I was hoping that they would go out and get um, somebody more experienced, yeah. you know. Bring back Shelby, you know, Hakeem Hicks, I think is still out there. They're like, and there's yeah. two. You know, there are a few names that have experienced that the Broncos, and I know they brought in Shelby for the visit. I think he also visited with the Browns, but yeah, more more household names, guys with more experience to definitely be helpful. That that's what I'm wanting as well. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, then we got Naj Altaf coming here. Thank you, Naj. We appreciate you. He says, Hey brothers, I watched the 2020 Wilson highlights and didn't see anything he can't do now. Peyton is working hard to restore his confidence as well as a confidence in the team. I see the culture changing. Good things coming. Yes, Naj. I agree. I agree 100%. And I, I I watch a lot of old Wilson highlights. You know, I think it's rookie year in Seattle. I, I go back watching those highlights. And you're right. I mean, the things he did in Seattle, I mean, he, he you know, he can still do them at, what, age 34. Um, it's just a matter of, now you have an experienced head coach coming in and trying to marry his scheme with what Wilson does well. And so that's where that installation period comes into play. That's why it's even imperative now um, that, you know, the offensive coordinator and Sean Payton and Russ are aligned so we can see Payton's scheme and we could also see what Russell does well, right? You know, the what makes Russell Wilson so exciting are these off-script plays, right? Moving to the right, moving to the left, and dropping those beauties as the beauty we saw today, the 53-yard. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I think with that installation, and of course, not just with Wilson, with the entire team, Naj. You know, there, there's a whole culture shift. Um, that the team, the players are loving what Peyton is bringing. Um, not only Peyton, but their position coaches as well. Just bringing that education um, and that aggression that this team has been lacking for so long. Yeah, they're buying in. Uh, I think to his to Peyton's uh, plan. Right, I could see it out there. The the, the one key that I wanted to really look for because I talked about it is how the team is coming together. The team camaraderie. What are they like when, you know, when the chips are down or how are they going to really respond as a team when mm-hmm. you're in game and you need, you need that. And so far I've seen some really good developments. Like for example, Henry bird, a guy that's, you know, undrafted free agent uh, that may or may not make the team just flat out put Frank Clark on his back, right? Frank Clark's an experienced guy. And instead of jumping on being upset by some, you know, some guy that may not make team just did a great, but he, you know, he slapped him on the head and they talked about it and it was, you know, they all congratulated each other. It was, you know, that's a camaraderie thing. And Russell Wilson ran out, uh, you know, from the crowd on a great play and, you know, you know, was congratulating one of the players. I mean, you see this camaraderie starting to come together. It's not, you know, that's important. So I think they're, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're buying in. And I know Russell Wilson is buying in. He wants to be better, right? He wants to uh, get back to his old self. He knows that what he put out on the field wasn't good last year. 
He's been putting in the work. I think his, um, you know, I, I think dropping that weight has helped him. He can move around a little bit better, but the offense is going to be different. You know, they're going to use the run. They're going to do a lot of quick throws, get the ball out quick. And then, you know, then hopefully that offensive line, when it's time to do the deep ball, they'll give him more time. So that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, I don't, I, like I said, I've been saying this for a long time. You know, I, I looked at the analytics too. And, you know, these, these quarterbacks who have a slump, all you know, that, and it's not due to a major injury, tend to bounce back. So I'm looking for a bounce back. But thanks, Naj, for the comment and for the super chat, man. We really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Naj. And then we, we got, got to- Michael Davis coming in with the 499 super chat. Thank you, sir. Coming back in. We appreciate you. He says, Jets. Dalton Reisner is still an available free agent. <laughs> the league saw what we all saw. Powers is a massive upgrade at guard. Go Broncos. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think everybody saw the same thing, Michael. You're right that you no know, Dalton Reisner just was, was just not cutting the mustard. Um, and we saw now with Ben Powers, again, we saw that at Baltimore. Um, you know, I was following him ever since the Baltimore days and, we we knew what he was going to bring, especially in this running game. Um, so uh, has he? Have you seen much? I know you've seen probably good things there, at Camp Thomas, in regards to to Powers, and I know you're you're a big fan of him as well. I guess what have you? I I know the offensive line kind of still trying to find their groove, um, but I guess what have you seen? I guess in camp from from Powers. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line kind of struggled, like I said. Uh, but, you know, Risner's available for a reason. Yep. You know, uh, I mean, he hasn't played that good, had that, you know, kind of blow up on the sideline. Who knows what the reason is? But, yeah, Powers is a massive upgrade. Uh, once the um, – once that, uh, you know, the they start to work as a team a little bit better, start to get more comfortable with each other. Cause they've only played together for, I think this is the fifth day that maybe they've all been together. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see it, see it a lot, a lot more. So um, yeah, I, I can't say that he looked good or bad. Um, he, he, you know, he, he looked at, he looked pretty good. I, I it's going to take the real, you know, when they start to do the scrimmage to see him start to shine when they're really powering through the running game and things like that. Phil McLaughlin, thank you for coming in. I hope you can hear us. I know we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, some people can hear us. Some people cannot. Phil, you can't hear us. Maybe you can hear this after the fact and come back and listen to it. But ask him, he's asking, how's Miners looking? I, I love Miners. Miners looked good. I mean, he's looked as good as the rest of the offensive line has, right? Uh, they, they they did struggle, but they've gotten a lot better. Uh, but again, he, like Powers, the offensive line really, it takes a little while to gel and also it takes a little more physicality for them to really show up because they're not going full speed ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. It, they're in pads, but there's, it's not a scrimmage. They haven't scrimmaged yet. So uh, I think, I, I think the, uh, I think miners, you know, he realizes his potential. He's going to be a very, very solid offensive lineman. I like him. I think he's going to be good. I don't know if you have a different perspective, Ron. I don't know. I I'm a big miners fan. Um, you know, him with powers, that this running attack is going to be it's going to be epic in my opinion i see it but you're right it, it's i think just with the offensive line and you know this installment period it's probably hard to get in an evaluation overall i mean we can pick out individual players as we know with powers minors we, we know kind of what they are um but i think to kind of get the best evaluation 
we'll kind of see these preseason games take fold. We'll see how this line looks. And, you know, at the first, you know, quarter of the season, we'll see it from there. But I would imagine from what I've heard, you know, I, you know, the, the belly looks, as Michael mentioned, the, the belly looks Don't good. Don't say the belly so, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm excited to see them in preseason, right? I'm excited to see the offensive line in preseason. I think it's going to be better than what you saw it, at camp as they kind of come together. Uh, Bulls needs to step it up. Uh, all of them should step it up a little bit. Bowles, especially, I think he'll be okay. Uh, coming back from an injury, he's got to work his way in. He's missed a few, uh, few days, but overall, I think the offensive line will look better. Hopefully they look better on Friday uh, when they go to Arizona to, to play. So we'll see, but anyway, it's getting to the top of the hour, right? Uh, thank you all for coming in. I just want to say thank you for all, all the support. Don't forget, follow us, uh, follow Ron White. On Twitter, Ron White, NFL. Follow me, Thomas Hall, NFL. We're always down to chat football. You don't have to wait till Saturday night to talk to us. Uh, just uh, just hit us up on Twitter. We'll definitely uh, talk to you. And, and check out some of the um, training camp articles that we have up. There's several of them up. Uh, like I said, Luke Patterson's been out there every single day. He is He's writing up what he sees every single day. So there are a ton. There's a ton of information out there from Luke. I have a few articles up as well. Check those out at milehighhuddle.com. And, um, you know, the other shows are going to be coming at you too. I mean, we've got uh, uh, the Huddle Up podcast is coming out. Or, well, it's Mile High Huddle podcast now. It used to be Huddle Up podcast. Oh, yeah. I still think <laughs> I call it that. But uh, they're coming at you Sunday night with some more information. And then Luke and I will be back on Wednesday. So uh, look for us for more training camp news. And then, of course, on Friday, my show, Legends of Mile High, where people have uh, – have uh, commented that they want the cowboy hat from camp. I don't know if you guys saw my cowboy hat on to block the sun, but I'm going to have to start rocking the cowboy hat, I guess, on Legends of Mile High. So, And I heard, uh, you, had, I heard you had some yeah, you had some boots to go with that too? or how, how was the I, I didn't wear any cowboy boots, no. I, uh, I was wearing the hat because, uh, you know, keep it's hot out there, man. Yeah. You got to get the – you got to keep the sun off you. I, I just I, – there's people out there that were in tank tops, and I'm like, man, how are they – how are they not getting fried? I know they got sunscreen on, but it was it, it gets hot out there. Luckily, there was some breeze the first few days or in the morning, and then it had rained the night before, like massive thunderstorms. The field was soaking wet. It wasn't it wasn't great, but uh, it did make for a little cooler cooler camp in the morning. So, but anyway, we are going to sign off tonight. You know, don't forget to catch us next Saturday, and again, check out the other shows. But uh, yeah, so thank you all very much for your time tonight. Uh, appreciate appreciate we both appreciate it so yes we do go broncos go broncos thanks guys before shopify were you wondering where my sales at now you're selling with shopify the global commerce platform supercharging your selling you have no problem selling online in person on social media and beyond gary easy on the cha-ching <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.